0: Welcome to Where's My Blueprint podcast where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences, navigating adulthood and what we learned along the way. We invite you to join our weekly conversations while we create our own blueprints on this amazing journey and hope some of the lessons we learned can help you. Here are my co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sunny D here to brighten up your day. I'm a new business owner transitioning from corporate America and frankly, I can't trust anybody that don't like tacos. Hey friends, I'm Nay, I'm so excited to share and grow with y'all. I'm a full-time wife, full-time mommy and part-time employee. Nutella is my love language. (laughs) this is your girl nakai and i am your host on where's my blueprint podcast i am so excited to have you guys here and i love brownies and seaweed so let's get to the episode hey welcome back to where's my blueprint podcast where we deliver entertaining educational and some inspirational thoughts and comments all about adulting y'all we are so Thankful that y'all have rocked with us for a full year. Boom, 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 boom. So excited, we made it to a full year in podcasting, and so we are just thankful for each and every one of y'all. And so, with that, we have um, y'all know we still got to pay these bills though. So, a word from our sponsor Divine Timing is an encouragement and edification company specializing in beautifully designed digital journals and planners to get and keep your life uplifted and in order. Go to fearforme.com to check out the online store. And for all of our WMB listeners, you can use the code WMB22 at checkout to save 22% on everything on the site. So go shopping and get your life. And so y'all know we do a quote of every episode. And so today's quote is, we will open the book. Its pages are blank. We are going to put words on them ourselves. The book is called Opportunity and its first chapter is New Year's Day by Edith Pierce. Edith Lovejoy Pierce. What are y'all thoughts on that one? I like that. Her middle name is Lovejoy. I don't know why, but I do. Yeah, I think this is very appropriate for, at least for me, for the tail end of the year. Like we talked about in our vision board episode, this is about the time of year where I like to do my vision boards and start looking ahead toward the coming year what new things i want to accomplish you know looking at things with a new fresh lens so i think it's very on point for the time of year okay so that's funny because i thought lovejoy was um a second last name that wasn't hyphenated but anyway i digress this quote immediately made me laugh because it seems in my head so aggressive we will you know open the book It's pages are blank. We are going to put words like, ma'am, what if I don't want to? You can't force me to write in your book. I don't want to do it. Stop it. You can't make me. But that's just my immature brain. All the laughs. laughs. Um, I like it because I like whether it's a new year, new day, new month. The book is called Opportunity is what I love about this quote. And it's like every single day, hell, honestly, every single moment you have a choice to change and write a new story, right? And it's up to you. So I love that. And with that, we'll move into our either or of the week. So I may not, may or may not have been in my church girl bag when I had thought of this either or. But today's either or is either wrestle with an angel or wrestle with a gorilla. Audience, they just shaking their head at me. I read this and I was like, only they would come up with such an either or. For me, I think I'm going to take my chances and wrestle with a gorilla because... I don't think I really want to, to mess with the angels. They're on a different level. They're from, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're from, they have special privileges and abilities and insight that I do not possess in this worldly uh, body of mine. Um, however, comma, a gorilla, depending on the size of the gorilla, if the gorilla is in a zoo, I could probably take them. If the gorilla is in the wild, it's probably not going to end well for me but I'll take my chances because I really don't want to tussle with the with the angel so I'm gonna choose wrestle with an angel because the gorilla I don't care if it's in a zoo or not you still bigger than me and your strength is still stronger and one swipe gently of your claw will tear off my face that's painful no but I say wrestle with an angel because I think about this my guardian angel and I, we have a special relationship where I feel like we already tussle. So I'm just going to say an angel because I feel like they're going to be very gentle, right, in a way. Meaning, yes, they have special powers. And my thing is, is it I'm wrestling with my angel or is my angel, can I send my angel to wrestle with another angel? Because I can send my angel out, my guardian angel to wrestle with this angel. And then, you know, it's an angel fight. And I just, you know, am observing my angel winning and kicking this other angel's ass. No, I can't do that. I have to actual wrestle. Well, then I, my question, am I dead? Because I'm going to wrestle with an angel and I'm here. So if I'm dead, do I get the same powers that he? My angel? I pulled an a knee. I just want to throw this out there that once upon a time, Satan was an angel too. So keep that in mind for your angel wrestling situations but see that's the thing like yes he was an angel and i the gorilla's just so big i don't want to be in that much pain can he if i fight him and lose can he just kill me because that pain and recovery is gonna be something hard so my thought is this because they're so big maybe they'll just look at you as like a baby and not necessarily want to wrestle you but like take care of you because they tend to do that sometimes but you got to kind kind of come at them in a certain way, but I mean, is it a play wrestle? Are we like, to the death. You know what I mean? Hell no what, even if it's a play wrestle, he's still bigger than you. His one foot my He, His one foot literally, even if it's a baby, could kill you. I mean, I just, I would rather take my chances and not F with the angels. They know things. See, I'm going to say gorilla as well because I saw this one, I think IG post or something or Twitter, and it was like realistic depictions of what angels probably look like. Them things is hideous. Like they're not, you know, little people with the wings and the little back no them things we have in multiple eyes we have tails and all kinds of legs and everything else i don't want to look at you first and foremost because i will be scared so let alone wrestle how i'm gonna wrestle with something with wings multiple legs, multiple eyes. No, give me the gorilla. Like we just gonna be tussling. I'm gonna get eaten. It's gonna be fine. But I'm not going with the angels. No. And I feel like y'all was looking at my either or kind of crazy, but look at all this robust discussion it has brought up. That is a fact. I agree. I concur. For the question of the week is... But what's one 2022 accomplishment you're proud of? And we can only pick one. I think the one thing that I'm most proud of is making the decision to change my occupation. And that was difficult for me. And it was scary AF for really choosing myself, which is an interesting thought. I mean, you would think doing something that's best for you would be an easy decision, but at least for this one, it wasn't. It was actually pretty nerve wracking and anxious, but I did it and I'm eternally grateful for having faith in myself. To go along with the whole theme of choosing yourself, um, my accomplishment for 2022 is also finding out who I am and what I want and what I need and standing 10 toes down in that outside of the multiple roles that I don gladly and humbly. But As a mommy, as a wife, you lose yourself unintentionally. And I think this year I've stopped that pattern and was like, no, I'm going to, you know, do things for a day. And people are just going to have to get on board or get going. And that's it. That's all. My, she said, period. (laughs) Um, My... One accomplishment I'm proud of is us as a team being so consistent in putting out 52 plus episodes in a year and doing something that we had no previous experience in. Like we literally, we literally threw ourselves in the ocean and learned how to swim. But I'm so grateful for both of y'all because like not only did we help each other survive, (laughs) Um, But we learned how to swim and we're swimming and we're building a boat as we are navigating this huge ocean together. And I think that is a huge accomplishment on so many different um, levels because it helped us grow in different ways. And all three of us in different ways, it helped us learn um, consistency and what does consistency look like if you dedicate one year to one thing and what that can um, produce. And it also, I feel like, helped us grow not just as a team, but as individuals and not just for each other, but also in our personal lives. So that is one I feel like huge accomplishment I'm proud of. And so with that, y'all, this is going to be such a fun discussion because y'all already know by now I am big on gratefulness and reflection and understanding like you can't go to your next place until you know where you've been. And so with that, this episode, because we're ending the year, it's December, we're ready to get into this new year, but we also just, you know, got done with our fam. So with all that... <laughs> We're going to talk all about just reflections of 2022 of what is, what do you want to celebrate this year? I know we already kind of started on it, but what is your huge celebration that you accomplished this year or that you did this year? If that makes sense. It doesn't have to be like self-growth or anything like that, but like, what's your huge celebration this year? I feel like there's a lot to celebrate, at least on my end, even in the midst of moving unexpectedly, even in the midst of job changes, even in the midst of becoming puppy parents and all of the craziness that fur babies bring this was a good year and I, I i don't even think i would ever say that i had a bad year i don't think that's that's not really a word that's in my vocabulary but i try to do everything and look at every aspect of my life and the things that i get to experience with like through the lens of gratitude but yeah i feel like we we have a lot to celebrate i became somebody's whole wife this year which is wild in and of itself. And we have a new home and there's just been a lot of newness and a lot of goodness. Oh yeah, the list is definitely long. Like, so that's that's a blessing. If I go, the thing that I want to celebrate or, you know, what am I celebrating for this year is the fact that we moved to a whole nother country. On a whole nother continent. And as much as I can find things to improve or to critique, there's a certain beauty and a certain wonder in that, you know, that we are surviving and dare I say thriving in the midst of all that. And I'm working again, which being out the workforce for three years, you know, well, I'm not going to say being out the workforce, but being unmonetarily employed because parenting gets a full-time job with no off days, no vacation, no time off and everything. So I have to give my and my other stay-at-home parents their due diligence. It's a full-time job. So being actually monetarily employed again was a huge adjustment. And that is something to celebrate because now I get to talk to grown-ups. I would say um, mine would be celebrating the small things, but also welcoming new people into your lives and not understanding how those new people have changed your life for the better. And honestly, the celebration of others leaving your life because "Mm, you're in a season. It was time for you to, you know, go because you weren't coming forward with me. Um, So that is a huge celebration for me. Um, because like we think about like celebration, it always has to be like a birthday or a holiday or something like that. And technically the celebrations are the small things. Like you said, Sunny D, you just, you got married this year, you know, uh, nay, you found yourself. And it's like, those are things that, in my opinion, as society, we don't really celebrate because it's like, oh, well, why would you celebrate something like that? Well, it's huge. It's a huge moment in your life that's about to start a whole new chapter. And then even- thinking about that, I'm like, I am just grateful to celebrate every single breath that I take, knowing that every breath that I take, someone took their last. So it's those small things that I love in the celebration of this whole entire year, because this 2022 for me has been long and has been trying. um, But to know that every single day I can wake up and find minimum five things that I'm grateful for is a celebration for me. The thing that I find funny is how most people would like celebrate having new people in their lives and like be saddened on having to get rid of people in their lives. But Nakai is the opposite. She grudgingly allows people into her life and she's celebrates their departure out of her life. That is true. As if you're not making the cut, you're not making the cut. Hey, it is what it is. Life's too short to have negative people around you every day. I mean, sometimes you need to have a going away party. Some people need to go away and that's fine. And like you said, everybody has a season. It comes, it goes. Some seasons are way longer than others. Some are decades, some are lifetimes and some are a whole six months. And that's cool. Bye, have a good life. Enjoy yourself away from me. On your own. But ain't no pardon gifts. Well, the pardon gift is that I pardon you from my life. So that's a gift to me. (laughs) It sucks for you because I'm fucking awesome. (laughs) But it is honestly, it's like Christmas, right? When you were a bad kid and you get the cold, quote unquote, like they get cold. I just got a brand new car, so. We are not that same. Anywho, (laughs) so reflecting back on this year of 2022, ladies, what is the craziest thing that has happened to you? And you can define crazy how you want to, because I know that's what your brains are going. I think the craziest thing for me has been the craziest thing for a couple of years in a row now. And that's being a parent. Like some days I, in some moments, I just look up and I'm like, dude, the Lord entrusted me to steer a whole human on this earth. Are you serious? Like that's wild to be in charge of creating a blueprint and a foundation for a whole new human being. And like I said, Alex is three. So that's been the craziest thing for a couple of years now. But I'm still humbled and in awe when I think about the huge responsibility that I've been granted in being a parent. I think for me, the I don't even know if it's just one particular craziest thing, but it has been a theme of the year with a lot of major change for me and how quickly those big changes come. And how rapidly it's like one decision is made and then it, it sets off a chain reaction of a bunch of other madness. And I'm still supposed to be a functioning human being in the midst of all of these changes and decisions that we have to make and now being you know, a spouse, it's not just my decision. Granted, it hasn't been because we've been together forever, but it's now just not my decision. We have to make these decisions and we have to make them, you know, swiftly in some instances. And the fact similarly to Nay that God's entrusted me and us to to have these battles and to go forth through the madness like and knowing the whole time, though, that we're going to come out on the other end of it stronger, better, more humbled and grateful people going through that tunnel of madness to get to the other side is like, is, is there a simpler route? <laughs> Lord, that that you want? Isn't there like a, no? Okay. We got to go through all the construction, all of the detours, all of the one lane with oncoming traffic. Okay. And the GPS don't work. Cool. Fine. Battery died. Okay. That's great. I would say for me, the craziest thing is, is recognizing your own gifts. And- I say that because we see potential in so many others and we see like, damn, you're good at this. Like, why are you not doing this? Like, you're so, this is so natural, but it's so hard to turn that mirror on yourself. Right. And to really look at yourself and be like, I am the shit. Like, I'm fucking great at this. Like, because then when we do that, it goes back to, oh, now you're arrogant or wait, you're, you're cocky. No, I'm confident because I know I can do this shit in my sleep. But now you're insecure because you're trying to be what I'm doing, but you can't and you're struggling. And instead of asking for help, you're just going to keep struggling because you don't want to ask for help because of the person you're asking, if that makes sense. And so I think that is like the craziest revelation I've had this year is that in order to move forward, you have to be able to look at your own potential and know that You are the shit and you and other people aren't going to, unfortunately, you know, celebrate you and celebrate your awesomeness, but you have to celebrate yourself. I think what immediately popped into my head when you say that is I was listening to a podcast and they said the difference between being confident and being cocky and arrogant is recognizing that your gifts and your talents are not meant to serve yourself but it's meant to serve your community, your culture, your people as a whole. And when you lose sight and think that your talents and your gifts are only for yourself, that's when you become cocky and arrogant and everything else. But when you recognize that you have been um, equipped with tremendous talents and gifts, and it's only for the edification of your society, your culture, then that's just confidence because you need those kind of people in order to move the culture, the society, your people forward. Like you can't have no timid person being a leader and leading the masses. That's crazy. So that was just the thought that popped in my head. My thought when you were saying these things was almost on the flip side, Nakai. Like I also find it interesting when you have other people that, like you said, see potential, see your skill set, see some of the talents and things like that. And you have a lot of support and you have a lot of, uh, you know, people part of your fan club and people cheering you on and wanting all these things, but flipping that mirror on yourself and not seeing what they see is really interesting dynamic because that makes being able to make certain decisions and make certain moves and change certain behaviors more difficult when you when you aren't looking at the same person that another person is looking at, even though physically this is the same person, but what I see is different than what you see. And making that connection and being able to work within yourself to change that perspective and to change that mindset can be really difficult and can be really challenging and add to a lot more of the obstacles and the hiccups and the detour, so to speak, that you go on your journey as you go throughout life. You know, as we continue into our 30s and becoming adults and becoming parents and spouses and colleagues and all of the things, it's important when you are able to flip that mirror on yourself and really see what's what, like, I mean, like truly see what's what. And that takes a lot of introspection and that takes a lot of recognition of what you're insecurities are and what your um, struggles are, and also what your greatness is and what your talents are and things of that nature and finding confidence and faith in yourself to be able to see those things and having those positive conversations and that positive language for yourself. Because it's, like you said, it's easier to compliment others and to tell them how great they're doing and give them support, but having that same language for yourself tends to be more challenging at times, more often than not, depending on the person, depending on the day. So Sunny D, how have you changed over this past year then? I've become more aware of that very thing, knowing that I see something different in the mirror than what people see when they look at me. And even like for with this job change, for example, because it's been so, it's been such a big change for me, probably the biggest career change that I've ever had. And the work that I'm doing, even though technically is simpler, which is also mind boggling, is on a bigger scale right? And because it's for a larger company, that's global. And the work that I do has a much bigger impression than what I was doing before. And there's a lot of second guessing that I was doing. Am I able to do this being in meetings and not knowing what the hell these people are talking about and what language and lingo that they're using and trying to, you know, come in and blend myself into this organization that, like knows what they're doing, like the back of their hand and me sitting on the side, like I have no clue what the fuck they're talking about. Why am I even here? And having had those conversations and luckily I have a really great team where we can have these one-on-ones and knowing that, okay, I was able to not only get the interviews that I did, but get the offer that I did because I am qualified and I am capable of doing it and I am worthy and I am deserving. And just those consistent reminders and that consistent language that I have for myself is more apparent now than it was a year ago. And being able to recognize what those triggers are and change that language faster than I used to, that's a big change for me because that used to take a lot, longer for me to realize or for me to even start believing and now when i notice where my brain is headed because mind you you've been having this same thought process for decades and it's going to take a while to bring new habits of changing that language right so it's going to take some time you're still going to have these negative thoughts sometimes i think that's just human nature so now that i'm recognizing what those triggers are and where that language comes from knowing what language i need to replace it in order in order for me to move past that moment, that's made me much more self-aware, and I think just a, an overall better me because I'm able to do that. Thank you. So this year has taught you a lot, and you've been through a lot of self-development, if that makes sense, and self-awareness. And so my question to both of y'all is, what do y'all ex- what what excited y'all about this past year? Like, was there anything that you're like, hey? I was so excited about this, and then it happened, and yeah. I finally took a vacation. And when I say finally, I mean, keep in mind, we've been in a panderosa for quite some time. So me being able to go on a vacation really wasn't a thing and really wasn't a priority because safety first. But when we made a decision to go on vacation, And, um, we were able to do it and we got hotels booked and we got flights booked and we're like, Ooh, we really finna go like for real, for real. And then we got on the plane and then we got there and I'm like, we're on vacation. Like I was so looking forward to that trip. And at the time that we booked it, it was just going to be a trip for me and my boo thing to go. And it ended up being our honeymoon because we ended up getting married a few months before that or a month before that. And so that ended up being our honeymoon. So now, like the tone of the vacation has changed, and we just had so much fun because we were able to get away. We made it a priority to get away. We, you know, it's been a long year, and the man, listen, it seems like 2020 was so long ago <laughs> because that was such a long year. And I feel like we and he and I hadn't gone anywhere since 2017, so we were well overdue for a trip. That's just he and I. So that was definitely the. Thing that I was looking forward to throughout the year was being able to go somewhere that wasn't here. I think the thing that excited this year was working again. Um, when you're out of the employment sphere for a long time, <laughs> it's kind of an adjustment period. When you get back in, you have to, if you're in my case, relearn how to talk to adults. You know, thankfully, I had friends and people. Like my lovely co-host and host, who I did converse with on an everyday basis. well not everyday basis, but on a regular basis—but for the most part, my conversation was with a toddler and you know his toddler friend and his well, the toddler friend's parent and my husband and my family every so often. So just. Having to talk to adults, you know, every day and also getting back into the humdrum of typical workplace banter and superficial conversations and how to navigate (laughs) through the employment social climate. That's something you don't think about until you're out of it. So that's been exciting. And fortunately, I've been blessed to become employed at a really good place where it's a family feel, no drama, like I'm not looking for snakes in the grass, but I specifically chose a location where I wouldn't have to do that. And that's another thing that had me excited knowing who I am and being out of the game for so long made me say if it's not a certain way, I don't want to be a part of it cuz I don't have to be. <laughs> like period. So it's been exciting to land at a good space and receive some income. I love that. Um because if it, if you don't want to be there as adults, we have a choice and say no, I'm going to walk away. But I also feel like that's a word that we use a lot that it's called boundaries. If you're not going to respect my boundaries, I do not have to be here. Believe that. And so I would say this past year for me, one thing that I am excited about is I think I've always done this, but it's just occurred to me this year because again, like I said, when somebody puts a mirror on you, you don't realize what you do naturally that others may not. It's really showing up as my authentic self in every single area, and every single situation that I am, whether that's like interviews, you're gonna see me. We talked about this with um AD in our vision board episode of like really like showing up as your authentic self. You're gonna see this huge poof or this fro that I have, you're gonna know that I'm a black girl. Shit, you know I'm a black girl by my name. Um so, you know, um just really showing up as your authentic self. And so that's um, the thing I'm excited about that I, it was made aware of this year. And so with that, did y'all cook this year? Like, did y'all cook something that y'all like really, really like? that y'all were, like, ooh, it's the shit. I asked because one thing that I am grateful for is that I have found a love of baking. Now I'm not a baker. I don't do all that. Oh, this, is this, this needs to be exact. No, I don't do all that. I still put my creative spin on it. <laughs> But I have found a love of baking. Like, baking is kind of, like, cool. You just, it's sweets and desserts, and it makes you happy, at least me. This year, I recognized that with my age, with my body type, with my genes, carbs aren't my friend. Um, in trying to maintain a healthy weight, beef also is not my friend. But the way my genes are set up and need me a room to my family, so we got to, you know, kick it with her every and then. But... It's been a joy finding that you can have filling, tasty meals without your bread, your rice, your carbs. Like vegetables taste good, and vegetables taste good without meat. Pe- putting a whole bunch of seasoning sauces, everything else on them. So just eating cleaner and cooking cleaner has for one, shed this way. And for two, my body feels different and better so much so that I can tell the difference when my eating has become out of whack, like things don't be working how they're supposed to work. So yes, I have been cooking and been learning my body. I don't know if I've had like one particular meal throughout the year. However, comma, I have always enjoyed cooking. It's a cleanup that really deters me from wanting to even be in the kitchen because I don't want to deal with it. But I will say only because it's fresh on my mind and I'm very proud of myself. I made like this garlic like shrimp and like a garlic sauce, like pasta type situation. And I'm not one that likes Alfredo. I don't really like Alfredo sauce, but I think I made an Alfredo sauce. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe it's like the stuff that's in like a jar or a can or something. It's the consistency, it's the flavor. It's not really my style. I'm not really like a, a Alfredo person, but like a garlic cream sauce, like I'm. I think it's lighter than an Alfredo. It's not as like thick with two C's. You know what I mean? That I don't like, but I made a whole sauce from scratch and I made my pasta and I tore it up. Honey had several bowls of it. We still have a little bit left in the freezer as leftovers, which will probably be lunch later, but I that's probably one of my favorite things is when I make something that I've never made before and it wasn't like two cups of this and one tea. I don't measure. I'm like, oh, this is like enough. (laughs) Pour that in and that looks like enough. But my favorite thing is when I make these things from scratch or when I'm making something really just out of the enjoyment of making it and it tastes so good. Oh, like that feeling of, I'm a bad bitch in the kitchen and I am not mad about it. And I'm super excited about it. Who's going to do these dishes? Because we don't have any kids in the house that we could be like, all right, it's your night to do the dishes. <laughs> you can go do them. Our dogs don't do that. So that's the only thing. But yeah, that's probably just because it's fresh on my mind. That's probably the, that, that exciting thing I had. I do do carbs on workout day, but if I can't burn it off, then I try to stay away. That makes sense. So y'all know it's almost New Year's, a couple days to the new year, new you, new mindset, right? I don't understand how a moment, meaning one minute, will change everything, but you know, maybe I'm an outlier. But how do y'all celebrate New Year's? Like, do y'all even celebrate New Year's? I enjoy New Year's. I love to have now that I am a whole adult Now we have cocktails and uh, champagne with our New Year's. But a part of me, because I like the sentimentality of it and the nostalgia, we still buy like several bottles of sparkling apple cider because that's how I've always celebrated New Year's. And yeah, we have to do that and we have to... Buy the nieces and nephews the fireworks to pop in the neighborhoods that technically you're not supposed to be popping fireworks at. Everybody does it. It's fine. Um, just avoid the trees, other people's houses, and the power lines. You, you know, be safe. Be smart about it. You know the little sparklers? We give them the sparklers and the adults are the ones shooting the big ones out in the yard. There was a whole issue last year. Uh, I don't think we're gonna do that again. But yeah, we like to celebrate. It's food. It's, it's food. It's family. It's all kinds of things. And then Me personally, what I like to do is I like to sit and I go either start doing my vision board or I go over kind of what I've already created for the following year and start really getting my mindset to start accomplishing some of the things that I've written down. So that's what I take my personal time around that time of year to do in addition to all the fun family stuff. Nice. So typically for New Year's I'm gonna take y'all on a journey. It's gonna be quick. Before we went, maybe go out, maybe stay at home, you know, bottles popping. Hey, 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 hey. If we were close to family or friends, you know, go kick it with them. Just, you know, real communal, whatever, whatever. Then the Panderosa happened. And, you know, ain't nobody kicking it like that. Da, 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 da. But the year before the Panderosa, we had a whole kid. Ain't no turning up with no newborn. But, well, how do you even think that you can turn up with a newborn unless you a uh, different kind of parent? But we ain't one of those. We were sponsored. So this year, we're in a whole nother country. Suffice it to say, I don't know how I celebrate New Year's anymore. Because it's been so much change and not even consistent change. It's been like change and then change again and then change again. So I might not have an answer for you until 2025. Not 2025. We celebrated with kind of like the traditional, I would say the traditional Black people. You got to eat your greens. You got to have your Black Eyed Peas. Um, because you know, one represents money, the other represents, you know, good luck. And then similar to what you said, Nate, we just drink. And then, but what I'm noticing is that as I'm getting into being an adult, I get tired. Cause like when I was younger for New Year's Eve, we're partying. We we're legit like at some club or somebody's house. Like we're drinking all, like we are literally partying. And what I'm noticing is like, oh, what time is New Year's? Is it here yet? Because I'm in the, I, I want to be in my bed cozy because it's cold outside. I don't want to be in nobody's little tiny little skirt or no dress. I want to be in my bed. I want to be cuddled. I want to be warm. And so, um yeah, that's my <laughs> our quote-unquote traditional of like making sure though because like if you don't eat your black-eyed peas or your um what's it called your greens on new year's eve you got to do it on new year's day but you gotta do it before it's over. So I'ma take the um, green, but I'm not really a Black Eyed Peas person, but don't judge me, judge your mama. I do know on New Year's Day that I am probably funky and wrinkly, because you know you can't wash because that's washing out somebody in your family. Some Black people take that to mean clothes, some Black people take that to mean everything. Some black people ain't never heard of it. Hence the looks that I'm getting from these people over here. And you can't iron nothing because that means that you're ironing in somebody into the family. I know. I know. I have never heard of these in my life. See, my parents come from a small, like Southern Illinois town that, you know, they, they might still carry some of the old ways, (laughs) But yeah, that's all that I heard growing up. You need to do all your washing and all your ironing the day before because ain't none of that being done on New Year's Day. See, in my mind, when I heard that, I was like, what the hell is she talking about? Like, is this something like a Southern thing? But then I also thought like, oh, I thought you were going here. That like, you do all that before so you don't have to worry about it because you got people coming over and all that. So you want your house clean and all of that. You, when you went, to, <laughs> when you started, talking about bringing people in if you iron and washing someone out I'm like wait we we went two different ways right there interesting interesting so you are you gonna make a new drink because I know you are a cocktailist or a mixologist in my mind you are girl I don't know especially because you know we gonna be party of two in it it's I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Might be some bourbon lace cider situation if I can find all the ingredients because you know you got to get a cider to the little one and then you get bourbon to yourself because last year I did try to like make my own cider so I'm talking whole cloves um cinnamon all that simmering on the stove really good so might have to bring that back. It reminds me when Back in the days when my brother and I were younger and you have New Year's Eve and um, we always had the big tin of popcorn that had the three flavors of popcorn, the regular, the cheddar and the caramel. We always had a tin of popcorn. We always had the Danish cookies in the tin that eventually turns into the everything but actual cookies tin you know what I'm talking about. We would have a tin of those. And then we would have several bottles of the uh, Martinelli's to be specific. Uh, this isn't product placement though, but the Martinelli's apple cider, like the sparkling apple cider, we'd have several bottles of those. And my parents uh, would get the, they have like these, like these crystally looking specialty cut cups that have like a little stem. They weren't like champagne flutes, but they were just smaller. We also used them to put like ice cream in or something, but they were smaller and they were like fancy so, us they were fancy we feel like grown up and that we were actually having champagne even though it was just sparkling apple juice but we wanted to feel like we was part of the crew you know what i mean and we would stay up and do the countdown we stay up till midnight and do the whole thing now that i'm an adult and i think back on those moments my parents were never up they always make the bed. <laughs> they were always asleep and now as that adult I now understand why because come 9 30 10 o'clock I am if I'm not already in bed I'm very much in a comfortable cozy position and some pjs and some socks those days of going out in the streets in the madness are well over and I would rather either be at like a relative's house or a friend's house and do the same thing inside or be at home because by not by 10 30 I'm probably going to be sleep and I'm just going to Pray to God that I wake up the next day and be in a new year. And if not, then I don't have to pay back student loans. But whatever the reason, it's a celebration and we could chill and relax. I remember one, I think it was either for Christmas one year that you made these apple pie thingies. Do you remember that, Sunny D? You made these apple pie thingies and they were so good. I feel like it was around Christmas or something. And you did a, it was, cause you did a hot chocolate bar and we did a whole entire um, gingerbread house making. And so I thought that was fun and cool or whatever. Um, but what I was gonna say is, that I do think is so cool when you have like these little memories of like, oh, this is how we celebrate New Year's and then my parents were asleep, but we were up. And now like we think about like, oh, they're old. And then we like, we want to be in the bed. (laughs) That part of adulting of like, dang now I get where they be like you you understand when you get older I get it now girl because Alex will stay up way later than me I be like all right y'all I'm going to bed. I holler at y'all and he will be like yeah here for the turn up midnight what midnight who and then got the nerve to pop his little butt up at eight o'clock in the morning Sir, you will not, you will not stay up all night and then not let me sleep in. how dare you? I can't wait until he get older so I can be like, just play in your room. But now, you know, we in the middle of potty training. So I got to take him to the bathroom. It's a whole thing. Yeah. When he becomes a teenager, you should repay him back. Every time um, he goes to bed, wake him up at six o'clock. This is for you when you were little. You used to wake me up. Get up. So spoken completely like not like a parent. You don't realize that if I wake him up at six that I gotta wake up and then he being the petty prince that he is is gonna be like, well now we both gotta stay up. So it ain't like I can go back to sleep. See, that's what happens when you all have kids. You don't think like that. He's a teenager. But then I like the petty prince because I could see him like, oh, okay, mom, I got you. Wait for it. He may not do it that day, but he's going to get you back. My mom does this weird thing. Maybe that's what she's doing. Maybe she's trying to do payback for all the years that we woke her up, you know, bright and early, her and my dad for like Christmas morning so we can open up presents and whatnot. To this day, my brother, 30s. Me, 30s. If I'm home for Christmas or for like Christmas, New Year's, she will wake us up at like six something to be like ma'am it is early for what we did our present thing like last night it's just the three of us it ain't that serious unless you're gonna give me a new vacuum or something useful go back to sleep okay Santa then came and went he's not being bothered with us go sit down somewhere I love you Merry Christmas call me later and that's why you a good daughter because why you answering the phone with me I ain't answering the phone unless you call me twice (laughs) You call me twice, it bypassed the do not disturb and that's the only way you're going to get to me. But you call me at 630, I may or may not consciously look at the phone and then roll over because you should know better. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about 10 a.m., but my family and them know my phone stay on silent. Hell, y'all know my phone stay on silent. Like y'all, nah, you can't get me unless I want to. What is it called? Don't send for me unless I send for you. Don't come for me unless I send you. <laughs> Girl, I don't even send you regular text messages no more. <laughs> That's true because I don't answer. <laughs> if you can't get me through WhatsApp, you gonna have a you gonna struggle to contact me. And that don't mean people they have my number say WhatsApp me a chat because I still will block you and archive your conversation. Anywho, <laughs> anywho. So, what is the one thing y'all are? Um, looking forward to this holiday season because y'all have new years coming up we just finished Christmas so what's the one thing you're looking forward to at least your new new year because y'all are both in totally new places literally and physically and emotionally and mentally and spiritually I am looking forward to now that we're in a bigger place We have more storage. I can organize things in a better fashion. I'm actually looking forward to being able to decorate our home. For different seasons, for different holidays. I started like with Christmas. The d- November 1st, this Christmas tree went up. It went up. Lights on, ornaments, puppies was looking like, ooh, what is this new thing in the corner? Nibbling at the leaves. They were so fascinated. It was so cute. But I was so excited to be like, now we have the space to actually put the Christmas tree up. And now over the course of the year, now that you know, the holidays are over, things are on sale, I could stock up on discounted decor to save for, for the coming holiday season but I'm looking forward to being able to like have a space that feels like a home now like being in an apartment for so long just felt when it was me it was easier because I didn't have as much stuff but now there's two of us and we have dogs and it was just a lot of stuff in the apartments it just felt like a place where we slept and where we kept our things but it didn't have that feeling of home And I'm really looking forward to being able to get that feeling in our new place now. As nerdy as it sounds, I think I'm looking forward to creating healthy habits. So I know for New Year's, I know for New Year's, we always talk about like having the best intentions. Like I'm going to do this, 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 that, that, but I am actively putting things in place to not only do those things that I want to do and learn those things that I want to learn next year, but putting the things in place to achieve them. So starting the new year fresh, making healthy habits, because it takes 30 days for something to become a habit. So I'm really excited to consciously do things that are going to be better for me, mentally, spiritually, physically, all this, that, and the third. I love that. I would say one thing I'm excited about is Honestly, just to see where life is going to take me in this next year to really be open and be receptive to it also. And also understand that um, I think one of my friends told me this and it makes so much sense now, because if she would have told me this years ago, I wouldn't have been in the space to understand it, if that makes sense. But she said um, things don't happen to you. They happen for you. You just don't understand until you have to Basically reflect on it, and then you understand where all the puzzle pieces had to go right or you had to go through this because of this and so like um I think Myron Golden said we have to we live life forward but we understand it backward and so with that um for next year I'm really excited just to just to see where all this all of it is going to take me. I'm curious do you guys with the coming year with the coming holiday new year what have you do y'all believe in making resolutions like what are your thoughts as far as New year, new me, starting resolutions and all that. I don't believe in making formal resolutions. I feel like anytime you express or you set your mind and you intend to do something, it's a resolution. So why do I need to designate a specific day to make that intention for the rest of the year? Like A.D. was talking about, you can set the intention for the month. And then once you achieve that, then you can build and build and build until you cumulatively achieve whatever you set to achieve for the year. But yeah, I a long time ago stopped doing this year. I'm going to lose X, Y, Z amount of pounds. Because think about it. If you're saying you're going to take a whole 365 to lose 10 to 15 pounds, you ain't doing what you're supposed to do because you can lose two to four pounds in a month. So why you need a whole year? But that's just me. I'm in agreement, like I said earlier in the episode, that you really don't need a new year. You really just need a new minute or a new day. And that day can happen anytime throughout the year, right? To really start setting your new goals or start setting, as you call them, resolutions and things like that. It's just a new goal. And then I also think of like, um, somebody explained this to me of like, there's a difference between an intention and a goal. And so, yeah. Yeah. There's a difference between an intention and a goal so like my goal for the new year may be to overall be healthy right and what that health looks like I'm going to break them down in steps of like okay I'm gonna January I'm going to focus only on food like really starting to transition my eating habits February I'm going to focus on you know making a step or attempt to go to the gym (laughs) attempt (laughs) <laughs> it's cold. Or, you know, since I got the side out from nay, maybe like doing YouTube videos at home, like making those small goals that are reasonable, realistic, smart goals, reasonable, realistic, and attainable. And then I think of like, when we think of intention, intentions are what you want overall, not just for tomorrow or this year, but like your life. So like, for instance, one of my intentions I say every morning is every day and every way I'm getting better and better. And so with that, that goes for this year, that goes for last month, that goes for next year, that goes for 10 years from now, because every single day, my intention is that I'm getting better and better in every single way. Did that answer the question? Yeah, I think so. And I, we're all in agreement. I, back in the day, I think I was really into like setting resolutions because that was just, that's what you did and that's what everybody did. So, you know, You know, everybody jumps on that bandwagon. But as I've gotten older, setting resolutions just wasn't effective for me. So I didn't see the point in doing resolutions because they don't last for the most part. And I think for people that do set resolutions, that do actually... Achieve them, their perspective is different. And I don't think that they, I truly don't believe that they see them as quote unquote resolutions. At this point, I just think it's a gimmick. Um, And it's, you know, marketable and it sounds good. For me, I like to, what I've been doing over the last few years is looking at my year with a theme. So, like, the theme of this year is, you know, health and wealth. Then, my intention, similar to what Nakai was saying, is to do things and to put myself in mindsets and spaces that are good for my health and that are um, good for wealth, you know, learning how to save and and researching different, you know, credit unions and what's the benefit of a credit union as opposed to like one of banking with one of the big three and looking at my investments and just doing things that are in alignment with what the overall theme is for the year. And that's something that you do throughout the year, not something that you can set up for the first 30 days, the first quarter of the year, things like that. And for me, some of my goals or some of the things that I would like to achieve, I do try to put them in smaller chunks, like do them like a quarter at a time or like a month at a time, similar to what AD was saying in previous episodes. And just being a bit more laser focused and intentional about how I do things. but. I don't necessarily consider them to be resolutions. I think it's, I think it's all perspective and it's a mindset. So I find it interesting that the three of us are kind of unanimous in that aspect. I agree with you. And so my question for both of y'all, since we are ending this amazing reflective year on a great, amazing note, and then we're entering our new year, what's your, as you stated, you do things for your year. What is your, as you do things or what's your intention for your 2023 year? I've been thinking a lot about like planting roots in the last year or so and really creating the opportunities for us as a household with my husband and I to like own a home or buy some land or to really start making tangible steps towards like generational wealth for our family and so for the coming year it's a lot like the theme in general is is really planting roots and really planting those seeds for things to sprout and for opportunities to bring about some really prominent and prosperous change for the better for our household. I like that. I think what I am wanting to focus on next year is just growth. Like learning more becoming better you know light work piece of cake no big deal for me I would say I want to go into next year with an open mindset but being decisive and trusting myself more what's this look because I'm wondering how you gonna have an open mind an open mindset with a caveat (laughs) because anything is possible (laughs) but you still gonna want to manage it (laughs) to a certain extent (laughs) I'm open to the opportunity that is coming in. Because think about it. All opportunities ain't good opportunities. Just like all money ain't good money. So you ain't got to explain what you intend to do to me. I'm just saying. That's true. Okay. Well, that's my eye. And so with that, the beauty of it is that reflecting on this year, we have grown in so many ways. We've grown with our self-worth of understanding who we are better. We've grown our self-belief and understanding and loving ourselves more. And we've grown in self-love. And so with that, a word from our sponsor.
1: Hey, beautifuls. This message is brought to you by The Grass Is Greener on the Other Side, where we help women who have anger, sadness, and shame from being cheated on learn how to heal and take their power back so they can regain confidence, restore their peace and attract the life of their dreams. We can be found on IG at Brianna underscore Latrice that's spelled B-R-I-A-I-N-A underscore L-A-T-R-I-C-E. And for all of the Where's My Blueprint podcast listeners, we're offering free 15-minute discovery calls. So if you're ready to regain and restore that self-love, self-worth, and self-belief back in yourself, shoot me a DM for a free discovery call today. Because my motto is, honey, leave that cheater and find your peace. If you're interested in joining my new course, Rejection is Redirection, Using Your Past as a Reference, Not a Residence, you can email me at coach. Affairrecoverycoach- at gmail.com or you can shoot me a dm at brianna underscore latrice see you on the call
0: and with that we are going to transition into our segment of moments of melanation moments Moments of melanation Melanation. moments of melanation is where we highlight a black person doing their thing. And today for Moments of Melanation, we are highlighting. We are highlighting Jonathan Joseph Jr., founder and CEO of Amora, a Black-owned, innovative relationship-building app that highlights new matching and messaging features that increase your chance of finding a mature love. So this app was developed to create a unique and inclusive love experience centered around personal preferences, including love languages and not just physical attributes. Their distinctive compatibility questionnaire gives singles the freedom to leverage their personal interests, um, and you can update the qu- questionnaire as your desires change. One of the exclusive features, and Nakai, it especially, I thought of you at this point, is the Love Lounge, a place where sapiosexuals to converse on a wide variety of daily topics without the pressure of meeting in person. So the team developed this feature, so singles connect not only physically, but also intellectually. Ladies, what do y'all think? I always enjoy and I think it's important to have those spaces that are maybe not necessarily only for like Black people, but that are founded and designed from a Black perspective, like from that lens, because I think they end up providing and really giving a certain insight that really isn't tapped into when the designer, founder, owner don't have the same experiences that we do. And I think that adds to being able, like a platform like this, to being able to find other people that have had those similar experiences, or at least that can relate to those similar experiences and perspectives. So I'm all for having more platforms that are kind of designed with us in mind that aren't necessarily excluding us. And I mean, I haven't dabbled in a dating app at all, like, ever. I think the closest thing was between MySpace and having your top eight and, like, Black Planet. Planet, If that's still a thing. I don't know if Black Planet is still a thing. But I remember that that was a thing back in the day. But that was a platform where, you know, Black people could get on and we can converse with other Black people and talk about whatever it is we talked about back then. But I think it's really cool to be able to have, like, these platforms and provide a place like the love lounge to be able to really have these intelligent conversations on a variety of topics from like with the black lens and with the, the that kind of perspective in mind so i'm excited for i mean i hope that this is something that becomes more widely known at least within our community maybe it's something we might need to gatekeep doesn't need to nor there but um yeah i just i think this is great and i wish all kinds of success to jonathan joseph jr if that's not a black ass name Um, all successes to him and his endeavors with this because I think that this will provide a space for like minded people to kind of get together and match and you know I'm all about black love so right on no I agree um, with everything you said so I'll in summary I'll just say congratulations to Jonathan and that um, when you actually make an app I'm glad that he made an app thinking about different personalities but also different what ways people connect so it's not always just physical, like you said, the sapiosexual part of it. So kudos to him and his team, because I'm sure he has not just him. It's always a team behind um, the brains that we only see, right? And so kudos to him and his team for actually doing this, putting it out there. And hopefully I would love to see the analytics on how many people actually are connected and actually have successful relationships. So kudos, great moments of melanation. Yeah, I thought with the new year, you know, people are always trying to get new situationships, connections, relationships. So the fact that it's not just a hookup site, it seems might help you find that mature, long lasting, more substantial love. That part, because apparently to me, uh, from what I understand, most of these apps out now are specifically hookup apps. So it's like, mm, yeah, or you have to pay a good, 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 good amount of money to have a matchmaker actually match you with someone who is serious. So with that, thank you. We're going to move into our affirmation and our affirmation for today is? Our affirmation is something that it sounds like Nakai would say. It is where focus goes, energy flows. So I focus on peace, success, and positivity by Zanna Keeley. I really like her name. She has a pretty name, but I also love this because I feel like, oh, this is me. It's a flow bee. I just flow. I just go. Definitely sounds like something you would say. And so, y'all, with that, we just want to say Happy New Year. we'll actually catch y'all in the new year because as y'all know this is our last episode of 2022 and with that before we head out girls y'all want to say anything thanks for rocking with us see you next year it's been a cool year man i'm glad you're here we hope to see you next week because it ain't gonna stop with that the girls said for rocking with us rolling with us with that you can continue to listen to us on spotify apple youtube i mean continue to read the blog at where's my again that's where's my blueprint pod.com. and y'all chat with us let us know what um moment that of this year that you were like man that was like the best moment of this year of 2022 but also let us know as nay will say your new habit for the new year not your new resolution what is your new habit so with that leave it in the comments you can tell us on the website or check out the ig pages okay with that we are over and out peace out